That gorilla monsoon, he's so smart, he knew something that two other people knew. Razor Ramon's number one contender. Razor knows it. Shawn Michaels knows it. How does Razor feel about Shawn Michaels? Hey, he pretty good. He a three-time intercontinental champ. But chicos, I'm the first three-time intercontinental champ. Michaels, do you respect the bad guy? You better, Chico, because just think back. The ladder match, the last time we met, I'm the only man to take your precious IC gold. And Chico, talk about summer slams. When you riding down that road with Big Daddy Cool, ask him, Chico. I'm the only one to ever beat him too. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on hey, this lunch Sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Boy, what? What did you do in camp? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sports desk. This is episode one. 76 and I'm hype. <laughs> it said I enjoy doing the sports test every week. But there are occasions where I enjoy it more than other weeks. And I'm excited to talk that talk today. It's your guy one more time, one half of your favorite sportsologist, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And remember, acknowledge me. And this your man Black. We are back for another episode. One of your sportsologists back in the building. D, let's get into it. Oh, we definitely finna get into it, my boy. A lot of action-packed, just drama-filled NBA playoff basketball. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk the NFL schedule. We're going to start the conversation about that. And then as we go out through the weeks, we're going to get Freddie Bricks in here. We're going to get Rashad in here. And we're just going to start breaking down some schedules as we get closer and closer and closer to the NFL season. Black doesn't know this, but if you, I think it's 30 some, what is it? I think it's some, a certain amount of days leading up to football. And if you break down a certain amount of schedules each week, then we'll end up on kickoff. I'll break down to you later, my boy. All right. But uh, boy. that's what we're going to do. Instead of trying to cram it all into this episode. So Black, how you doing, man? Doing good. Feeling good, my boy. Uh, I'm ready to get into this, man. We've been talking about this, so I'm ready. Yeah, let's definitely uh, get into it. But I got a question for you first, man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of switch it up a little bit. All right. I want to know to you in the realm of sports, in the realm of sports, no matter if it's Boxing or basketball or football, like what do you consider? What what's greatness to you? What's greatness? Like what is your definition of greatness? A great player, a great team. We have to define what great is now. Mm-hmm. Great is a certain player or team who sets, uh, uh, you know, accomplishes a certain amount of goals. Um, um, impacts just the, the league itself Like greatness What's greatness to you Black? Um, as far as uh, athlete in a sport You know a, a, a winner A winner uh, A, a top notch competitor 
it has to be, you know, you have to be a, a trailblazer as well in, in, in the sport. You also, in my opinion, you, you got to have some dog in you. You got to, you got to be a dog and you also need that competitive, competitive edge when big moments come and you deliver in big moments. So for me, those are the things that I would say are great players, great players need to have. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more, but those are the things that I could think of off the top of my head. Well, well said. Well, well, well said. I, I agree with uh, everything that you just said, um, you know, discussing um, what greatness is. So y'all keep that theme in mind today with this show. The theme of this show, the word of this show is greatness. We're going to put it all in perspective. By the time you finish this episode, you'll be able to say, huh, I kind of get, get what D was doing there. All right. So let's go ahead and get into what we're here for, man. Great philosopher <laughs> Bubba Dub. <laughs> so we love Bubba Dub here at the sports. Center. There are sometimes, you know, we can't play it. We can't yeah, play cause some of them because Bubba Dub <laughs> taking pass explicit. But this was a, a, a fitting uh, a sound bite for what we're getting ready to talk about today. So as you all know, on Sunday, two game sevens in the NBA playoffs, one in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, and one in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavs. We will get to the Eastern Conference game seven where Boston prevailed, but we are going to start where we need to start because we are going to have some dialogue and some great conversation here. Black! <laughs> now, leading up to... Uh, leading up to uh, this series, you know, we had conversations, man, uh, about, you know, what we were seeing, how we were feeling about the playoffs. We got to this series. And before the playoffs started, I think me and you, did we, didn't we both pick Suns and Bucks? Um, no, before the series... To go to the pick- finals? We did. I think both of us did. Both of us did. I think but both you, of us did. But you did also say it could be other teams. Yeah, and we so both what's did. What's to happen? We yeah, both yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so about a week and a half ago, I'm watching the Utah Two weeks, excuse me, about two weeks ago, we watched the Mavs and the Jazz. We see how they, you know, did their thing. And, and, and I just started seeing some things. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But I sat here and I said Mavs in seven. And there was a reason why I said Mavs in seven. Now, Black... 
Before we talk about the Dallas Mavericks and the Dawn, Luka Doncic, before we get to having that conversation, Black, I just need three minutes. Gangsta, gangsta. The Phoenix Suns Best record in basketball this year Monty Williams I spoke how I feel about the man last week Great coach NBA coach of the year Chris Paul My opinion Top 5 point guard of all time 17, I think 16, 17 years in the league He's done a lot of things except win a championship and an MVP. But on a larger scale, a lot of people consider him a great player. I'll talk about Paul in a minute. Devin Booker, you're disgusting. DeAndre Ayton, you're soft. Game seven is not about the coaches. Game seven is about the players. Charles Barkley said it last night. During his game sevens when he was in the league, when the coaches would try to come in in, in the room and he was the leader, get the hell out of the locker room. This ain't got nothing to do with you. It's about the players. This game seven. So your will, your, your determination in your heart is going to set the tone and set the pace for what happens here tonight. I respect Chuck saying that because I agree. If I was the head dog in charge of a team, my head coach better not even say a word to me, bro. I got this. I'm taking my players, I'm taking my team, and we're going to go to battle out here. And we'll see what happens. We'll live with the results, as the late, great Kobe Bryant would say. You put in the work, you put in the preparation, you live with the results. Last night, the Phoenix Suns getting beat by 40-plus at home to a guy that y'all said was the next Kobe Bryant? To the guy that y'all said that was the next essential big man in the league, you should be talking about him like you talk about Embiid and Jokic? And Aiden and Devin Booker? I don't put this on Chris Paul. You want to know why not? Yeah, he played like trash. He's 37 years old. Devin Booker, y'all said, was borderline top 10 player in this league last year. I heard you. I remember it. Everybody was enamored with Devin Booker's ascension. But that's one year. Where was he? Devin Booker is a criminal. To have the amount of talent that he has to be pumped by Luka the Don Dockage. And the Rough Riders that are the Dallas. That's right, them boys are some Rough Riders. You let Luca come in there and talk trash, laugh in your face? You see the quote side there, but that boy Luca said, boy, everybody tough when they up. Everybody tough when they up. Y'all heard that for days. But then, Booker, you get in front of the media. Oh, well, you know, you know, we're not really paying attention. We just play to play basketball. The hell you are. This was an embarrassment of the highest order. I've seen let down game sevens in my lifetime, but that last night was the worst my eyes ever seen. It was the best team in the league on paper. The best team at home. 
at home. The fans went home midway in the third quarter. This game was over at halftime. The game was over at halftime. DeAndre Ayton won a max contract for two years. Kudos to the Phoenix Suns front office. They knew what we didn't know. It showed last night. That boy ain't got no heart. That boy ain't got no fire. That boy ain't got no desire. He want to come along for the ride. That's what he want to do. He don't want to be that boy. Joel Embiid, he want to be that boy. This man out here with a broke eye. Broke eye. Broke pinky. Thugging it. Just, just, just trying to do the best he can. And you out here fully healthy. Not a blemish on you. And you produce <laughs> a whopping. What was it? 11. What was it? I got you, bro. Two for five. Four rebounds, two assists, and five whopping points. In 17 minutes. In 17 minutes. Your head coach pulled you, DeAndre Ayton, for that despicable, nasty, god-awful, habitual offender performance. For all who don't know what habitual is, it's a repeat offender. (laughs) That's what DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, y'all want to say he was top 10? That man ain't top 10 in this league, man. Y'all need to stop it. Do we got a nice game yet? But he ain't that boy. He ain't that boy. 37 minutes, 3 for 14, 0 for 4 from 3, 11 points. 0 for 5 at halftime, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, 0 for 5 at halftime. The other role players, I can't blame them. They following the leaders. This was the big three, CP3, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's promoted, right? Yeah. That's what we talk about, right? And, and, you, and you fell flat on your face like a bunch of buffoons. Mm. This was nasty on the highest level of what disgusting can be. Weak, soft, no heart. And then somebody, oh, 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 hey, 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 cut them a break. I ain't cutting them nothing. Hard people, people who blue collar and Phoenix pay their hard on money to come see that. I ain't got a problem if somebody loses. It's how you lose. Mm-hmm. It's how you lose. They didn't want to play. Monty Williams comes post game and says, uh, they say, oh, why didn't DeAndre Ayton play more than 17 minutes? He say it's internal. I'm not going to discuss this here. What? What, Monty? It's internal now? It's this to discuss now? No, you, know, you need to talk, Monty. You need to talk, Monty. What is this? This is a team who was in the NBA Finals. Just a year ago, and they wet the bed like a two-year-old who drank a full pack of Capri Suns before he went to sleep. I'm so disappointed in Booker. I'm disappointed in Aiden. And that leads me to CP3. Put a fork in him. He's done. He He should be no longer considered as that guy, respectfully, from me. It will not take away his greatness. He's a top five point guard of all time. He will never win a title. He's not going to win one while he's there in Phoenix. He's not going to win one. Chris Paul has had five, two leads in the playoffs in his career with really good teams. Just with the Dallas Mavs series, he was up two nothing. Last year in the NBA Finals, he was up two nothing on Giannis. Clippers, those series with the Warriors, he was up 2 nothing. 
Houston, even though he went out with a torn hamstring, up to nothing. Greatness is something that we all take for granted, especially when you have the venom that you have for the greats. Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods. That is greatness. Last night with the Phoenix Suns displayed, no one in that organization should ever be associated with great. This is one of the biggest disappointments for a team in the history of the league. I don't want to have no more conversations about Devin Booker, period. He's a nice player. Leave it at that. He ain't that boy. Chris Paul, done. Put him in some saran wrap, put him in the fridge, and preserve what he got left. DeAndre Ayton, Phoenix is in a pickle now. Does he get his act together, or do you trade him? If I'm the Phoenix Suns, I trade him, because we're going small ball now anyway. This man should have been averaging 30 and 10. The, the Dallas Mavericks don't have a center. <laughs> He's the biggest thing on the court. He's the biggest thing on the court. And he had a whopping four points in 17 minutes, but he wants a max contract. Once again, I'm going to kick it to black. Kudos to the Phoenix Suns organization for saying, oh, no. <laughs> we see him every day. Shaq said last night, it's work ethic off the floor. Shaq said, I want the hardest work off the floor in my younger years in the, in the league. He said, I know it when I see it. I know it when I see it. Phoenix Suns, <laughs> y'all the laughing stock of the league for a reason. You will be the whole offseason. And next year, every eyeball in the league will lie their eyes in Phoenix, Arizona. And we'll see what you got next year. Black, what you got on last night's debacle? Let's talk about Phoenix specifically. Uh, yeah, man. Um, just watching this game, man, I couldn't believe my eyes when I did tune into it. I'm looking, I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching. So I picked up my phone <clears throat> and I happened to dial my brother's number. And, you know, my guy picks up the phone like he always does. <laughs> and I said, brother, what's going on? He said, all he said was, bro, it's over. Yeah. I said, bro, it's only 10 minutes remaining in the third. Yeah. They hadn't made it to the fourth. Right. And people are walking out. Going home. Going home. The thing for me, man. In moments like this, and D always got to catch me because he tell me it ain't about who, you know, it ain't about certain people. And, you know, I understand it. But, man, game seven, in any sport that has a series that goes seven, in any sport, we seen, I seen it personally last night in, in, the, in the Rangers and Penguins hockey game. I seen greatness from those teams. I seen competitive I seen competitive nature from those guys playing in the hockey game. But no. You turn to TNT. Mm. And you see a preseason thrashing going on. My God. In the playoffs in a game seven. You supposed to show up and play ball. All the yip yap. 
all the yip yapping and talking and biking forth. Well, I don't like this guy. This guy said, "I it don't." When we get to game seven, all let out the door. Out the door. And like D said, in about the coaches, Monty Williams, like D said, man, we respect you here, but you should have had no part in that. We see footage of you giving out a, a great game plan and shit to bed. Yep. But, you know what Jason Kidd said to his players? This y'all moment. This y'all moment. They ain't giving y'all a chance. Yep. And that's all what was said. Mm-hmm. J. Kidd told us in the press conference. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to say much. He didn't have to say much. Yep. In this series... And D asked me this in the beginning of the series. He's like, bro, how you feeling? What's your temperature still on? I said, bro, I think the Suns still pull this thing out. But after after game five, I was like, man, this. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm saying it, but I wasn't confident in what I was saying. Boy, boy, boy. And, and, my, and my homer come. He's like, bro, you won't even sound confident saying it. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Boy, boy, boy. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton, I ain't separating none of y'all. All y'all shit to bed. Chris Paul, they paid you $100 million for a reason. Devin Booker, you that boy trying to make trying to make names for yourself off of what you did last year before you got to the finals. You got to the finals, you shit at the bed, had a great year, shit to bed again. Mm. I just don't understand why in these type of moments, certain guys don't show up, just like D said, and we put them on a pedestal that they don't belong on. Ain't earn that right. They ain't earn it. Now, I was one going for this because I was like, man, this got to be something. And I had, and, and of course, something in me too, also wanted to see Chris just get over the hump, man. Yeah. Because yeah. Chris has been through so much. He's been But here. at the same time, I was like, man... Usually in sports, when you see something and you see a team, the way the Phoenix Suns lost last year in the finals to the Bucks, you just think, man, they're going to come back with a vengeance and make something happen. So I'm saying all the way to, they're going all the way to the ship again. They can do this thing. They really got a legit chance. And no. Nobody came to play. No one. No one showed up. Yeah, y'all drove in y'all cars to the arena, <laughs> but you ain't show up on that basketball court. You left your soul in the locker room. Ooh, Lord. You left your spirit in the locker room. You left your guts in the locker room. You left your heart in the locker room. So from this point on, I will not be handing out no consolation prizes. <laughs> because that last night That had me feeling bad Bro I was like oh my god Yeah man yeah. We done seen a lot of games yep. A lot of basketball yep. A lot of sports period in big games yep. But like they said we have Never, never. Witnessed anything like that In a game 7 The two words game 7 any team that was playing always competed, and if they was and, and they and they competed, even though they, the team was just that much better than them, it may look like they got their brains beat in, but they still competed. 
They gave forth some effort. The Suns gave forth no effort at all from tip. Zero. It's like they ain't want to be there. That's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. Like they ain't want to be there. And then at halftime, if I'm Devin Booker or Chris Paul, I ain't just sitting on my ass in the locker room looking at everybody. You need to say something. You need to say something. You need to stand up and say something. So obviously when you came out, nothing that tells me the way you continued to play, nothing was said. They ain't even fight, bro. Nothing was said. They ain't even fight. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. If I'm a, if I'm the owner of the Phoenix Suns, I need a lot of questions answered. Uh, the head coach, the general manager, I need to. I'm pretty sure he had a meeting with them today, this morning, about what the heck went on last night. Yeah. The window for the Phoenix Suns. Outside, of if they make a move, if they make a move, we don't know. We will see when free agency come. We will see. We don't know what's going to happen. They wonder is closed. Mm-hmm. As long as Devin Booker is the guy y'all rely on, quote unquote, your face in Phoenix, you will not win a championship. Chris Paul, I love you to death, bro, but it's time to it's it's, it's time to move on, or time to take a back seat. Because obviously you don't have the goods. We've been trying to do this for a long time. And you can't cross that threshold. It's very embarrassing, D. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just disgusting. I can't even, you know, it's, it's nasty, disgusting bro. that that had to go down like that last night in the game seven. I'm, At the house. It's just awful. It's At just awful watching that. At the and house. when we was talking last night, I mean, I was just kept shaking my head like, man, I cannot believe this, man. These boys literally came in here and just didn't bother to show up. Peed in the bed, my boy. But Peed shout out the to the Dallas Mavericks for doing what they needed to do. We about to get into it. We about <laughs> to get into it. We about to get into it. Hey, the wrap up the Suns, man. Chris Paul just can't be in that position. Can he still be a leader? Yeah, he can still be a leader. But it's just like it's 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 Aiden and Booker gotta pass surpass CP3. They gotta be the reason. CP3 just gotta be the glue. And all three of those phases did not show up at all last night. Like Black said, they drove their cars to the arenas, but they ain't do nothing on the basketball floor. Most embarrassing loss in a game seven that I've ever, ever seen. And it's not even close. This was the number one seeded best record in basketball all year long, fresh off a of finals appearance. And they went out by 48. By God. Let's go ahead and get into it, boy. This boy got him a thing song. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Maybach music. Oh. Check. I'm not a star. Uh. Somebody lied. I got a pistol in the car. Uh. A 45. If I died today, remember me like John Lennon. Blah. Buried in Lou, I'm talking all brown linen. Make all of my bitches tattoo my logo on their titties. Put a tattoo of a nigga in the middle of the Let me let me go first. Black. Let me go. Let go me ahead, go. my boy. Man, look. Go ahead, my boy. 
As my homeboy would say, the Dallas Mavericks. Look, man, um, I got to send out a personal, personal, personal apology. Luca, you already know I, I had the scream from the mountaintops. <laughs> Luke, hey, we had, we can go back to episodes far back when I was saying, man, you you that dude, you top five. We had conversations about you. I always was preaching, but man, I was like, man, you know, after seeing young Trey Young and have he had his moments last. Y'all both show up when the license is the, are the biggest. Y'all both do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I apologize, sir, because it's different. <laughs> it's absolutely different. And what this kid is doing, 22, just turned 22 years old to be exact, is doing in these playoffs, man. It's, I had, I had, I, I don't even, who have you ever seen anybody with a stretch like this, D? I'm pretty sure we have, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about from when playoffs started to now to this point. Mm-hmm. He's far the best player on the floor mm-hmm. on either team mm-hmm. that he plays. He's going to be the best player on the floor when he goes and plays the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the, the things that this man is doing, bro, is unconscious. He literally put this team on his back last night. They were like, oh, man, all you heard, oh, leading up to before the game, oh, man, they gave the Suns two days rest. Well, y'all, the wrong person. <laughs> y'all gave the right person two days rest. Calf injury what? <gasps> Calf injury what? This man came out and literally destroyed the Phoenix Suns by himself in the first half and had some partners come along. To see what Luka Dodges is doing, people say, oh man, he's a he's a he's the Larry Bird. I I I I I get it, but this kid, the way that he played this game, man, he make it look easy. He makes it look flawless. He's flawless when he plays the game of basketball. And there's nothing you can do with it. This kid is a 6'8 assassin out here. Killing everything that's coming his way. The runner-up defensive player of the year couldn't do nothing with Luka. So, Luka, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I was wrong, bruh. I was wrong. (laughs) Because you that dude. You that dude for real. And we've been seeing it. We seen it against the Jazz. We seen it against how you did the Suns. And I love it. Every time Luca talk, as you can tell when the player different, they know how to back it up. Luca back up his talk. Luca let y'all know what's up. And he deliver on what he's saying. Yeah, Luca had his bumps in the road, but this is a totally different team now. D had been saying it. He was like, bro, this team different. They way better since that trade. Jason Kidd got these boys playing free, free basketball. These boys just out here playing good. They got, they got shooters around him. They got long wing defenders around him. It's so much easier for Luka. Now, Luka don't have to do as much as he was doing beforehand. And then just to be able for him to come and kill the way he been killing and what he did last night. This man had 27 points. 27 points in the first half. The total for the Suns. Total points in the first half, D. 
And from what I was told, because I didn't see it right off the bat, he hit like his first, what, six or seven shots? I think his first five. First five? Yeah. So, man, for me, man, Luka is that guy. Shout out to the mouse for a great performance, man. Being down 2-0 and able to figure this thing out and let your star be a star. Let your great players be great players. That's what Jason did. That's what Jason Kidd did. He unleashed Luka. Unlike the Phoenix Suns did. Today's players. He let Luka, he unleashed Luka. And that's what happened in the heat. Luka was the difference in this series. You can do nothing with him. And shout out to the cast around him. Brunson, Vinnie uh, Smith, Smith. Um, Spencer, Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to them, man, for getting, helping, coming along, helping, helping getting the job done right, right beside Luka. I love what I saw from I love what I'm saw from the uh, Mavs D. Uh, these boys can, can and potentially can go to the ship. Long as Luca leading this train, bro, because I just don't see how this man can be stopped. I don't see who could do it. Made that music. Hey, look here, bro. <laughs> hey, the whole time he was getting buckets, it's a song I heard in my head. <laughs> The whole time 77 was coming up the flow, I just heard that I'm not a star. Oh, somebody lied, I got the chopper in the car. That's what I heard. Let me tell you something. We knew he was special. We knew that. We knew that he was evolving by the dribble. We knew this. We saw glimpses two years ago when he was in that bubble. And no, this was before the bubble because they sent the Clippers home in the bubble. Right? Mm -mm, they didn't. They lost to the Clippers in the bubble. Who sent the Clippers home? The Nuggets the did. The Nuggets did. So we, we saw, I think it was like 3-1 or something. They was up. We yeah. just saw glimpses of him coming like, bro. We knew he was coming. And even me, myself, I was like, man... I don't want to put this man in the top five and he only in his second year. I don't want to do that. And then last night, <laughs> the coronation took place. Okay? There's three great players in the league. Okay? The first one, in my opinion, is Antetokounmpo. The second one is the Don. Luka Doncic. It doesn't matter who's three, four, and five right now. I, that's right. You heard me here. Luka Doncic is the top two player in this league. You can sit there and listen to my words and be like, I don't know yet, bruh. Go watch the tape. Black just said it 20 times in his soliloquy. You can't stop him. And now he's a villain. He's laughing at you. 
He's taunting you. He's letting you know you can't do nothing. Every defender that the Suns had, he splatted them against the windshield. Money Williams and that coaching staff had nothing for the Don. They was up 2-9 and Lucas said, we chilling. We all right. They traded sorry, no good Chris Stapps, and it was the best thing they ever did. Because now, I told Black this. I said, this team different. Them boys got them, er, 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 er. they got them dogs out there. On the perimeter, they defending. It was beautiful music watching the uh, the NBA release the live audio of like a defensive uh, transition with the Mavs and the Suns. They're talking on the floor. Jason Kidd talking. They all feeding off of each other. Luka is defending. Everyone's defending. Everyone. And you get nothing. J- Jason Kidd said game sevens are for the best players. Black said it. The, the man had the biggest green light in the green lights of history of green lights. He coming down three for three from three, pointing at the, the, the son's bitch. They had nothing. They had nothing. He's here. Officially. He is officially moved in into the top five house. But he's upstairs in the top three rooms. I said Mavs and seven because I knew I couldn't. I've been trying to learn as a sports fan. D, listen, pay attention what your eyes are seeing. (laughs) Stop going off your heart. And I wanted to see Chris go get over the hump. I wanted to see him get over the hump. I rooted for him to get over the hump, but I just couldn't. I couldn't lie, bruh. They took care of business. They completely embarrassed and potentially set the Phoenix Suns back as an organization in the same night. Mm. That organization may not be the same again after last night. They may officially have taken a complete big step back at the hands of the Don. (laughs) Luca Libre, Luca Lucha. I love him. We didn't hear him talk a lot at first. We just seen his play. But the swag is out now. That European ring is out now. <laughs> we getting the chance to see what he brings to the table. And what he brings to the table is that he's the best on the floor. And it's a debate if he's on the floor with the other two top players in this league. It's a debate now. If he's not indeed the best player in all of basketball. And if anybody comes and says, hey, D, I think you're wrong. I think he's the best player in the planet. I'll say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to have a conversation with you about that. You got it, bro. I'm not going to have the combo. I've seen them all. I've seen Jordan. I've seen Bryant. I've seen Shaq. I've seen Duncan. I've seen LeBron. I've seen them all. Anybody who's been considered to be that boy. He give me that feeling. He give me that feeling. Now, we move on to the light-skinned brothers out there in Oakland. The Western Conference Finals have been set. The Golden State Warriors versus the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to make mine short and sweet. Mavs in seven. 
I'm going to say it again, who anybody's listening. If you play FanDuel, DraftKings, take the Mavs in seven. Don't let your heart get you in trouble. Watch what your eyes are telling you. The Warriors are not shooting well. They showed up in game six, but the whole team ain't show up in game six. The Mavs are defending on the perimeter. They're defending up top. They legit have four guys who can get 20-plus in one game. Brunson going to be a problem because up top, who's going to be able to defend him? He's going to get by every guard you put in front of him. Spencer did with it. He got that sauce. He got that sauce. Andrew Wiggins, get your bread up. Jordan Poole, get your bread up. Because now you got to play defense on that other end. You're not mm. dealing with no set shooting like mm. the Memphis Grizzlies. You ain't dealing with that. You got boys who can hoop for real. And then the Don. I heard an idiot say something on TV earlier today that they're going to put Draymond out there on him. Who? <laughs> who you going to put on him? Who, gonna, who you going to put on him? This is going to be a fun one. And I'm not talking off emotion. I'm watching the games. The Dallas Mavericks are a very good team. Out of the four teams left in this playoffs, all four of them can win the chip. I'm taking the Mavs in seven. The Warriors are in the right place, but at the wrong time. I'm taking Luka the Don in seven games. Black, where you at? Western Conference Finals, Warriors, Mavs, tip-off Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. Uh, for me, uh, I think this series goes back to what we were saying. And what what we were saying on the la- uh, uh, previous episode and what we're talking about now. Luka Doctor is going to be the best player on the for- floor. And that was me talking to you last night. I well, they could put Draymond on him probably. No, nah, Draymond can't do much with him at all. Um, you start looking, can Klay Thompson? Uh, Klay Thompson has lost a step. Defensively, he's literally became a spot spot up shooter or off the off a pick and roll shooter. He's become that type of player now. For me, it's something you said the on the previous episode about Steph Curry. Mm. If it's a series when the moments are needed, mm. can right, he deliver? Can he? Can he? Can and I hate we saying it. We talking about a three time champ, yeah. two time MVP. Rich whatever. But you know who we know going to deliver? Huh? The Don Luka Doncic. He's going to deliver. So in this series, what I need to see is can Steph Curry deliver those type of moments in a in. In a for a chance to get to the championship, mm. to get to the finals mm. against Luca, and do you know what? I think he comes up short because mm. usually most time the players we put in the category with other players, it sometimes it's looking like these guys are coming up short here lately. Mm. I don't think he's going to have. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have the fire, the burn. Mm. That he's going to need in this series going up against Luka. Luka. Luka is literally going to have to make every single person on the Warriors starting five defend. Every one of them. And they never really have to do that. Only one that set the tone defensively is Draymond. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you playing teams, you stand out there by the three-point line defense. You got to 
defend. And I don't know if the Warriors can keep up with that. I don't think Steph Curry got the tank. So what I'm going to do, D, I'm taking the Mavs in six. Mm. I think the Mavs get the game they need in games one or two. Mm. And then they go on. They may lose. They, they're going to also they're going to also lose, but I think they're going to win this thing on their home court. They're going to find a way to win this on their home court and beat them in six. This is box office. <clears throat> this Western Conference, it, it, it's not the two teams that a lot of people thought. But boy, oh boy, who couldn't be happy about this? You got a bursting superstar busting out the seams. Coming to holler at the former champs who have regained enough steam to earn the right to get back to the NBA Finals. Klay Thompson coming back from injury. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, former Steve Kerr. The Warriors, they, 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 this is where they live. They live in these championship opportunities. They've been gone for four years, and now they are back. We never see that in the NBA. Once the team's run is over, it's over. They have returned. But now there's an upstart, and they want it to be their turn. And the confidence that the Dallas Mavericks are, are going to have is going to propel them throughout this entire series, no matter how long it goes. This is a damn good basketball team. They defend, they hit open shots, and they got a cold-blooded killer on their team. And that guy is Luka the Don Donchit. He's not a star. What? Somebody lied. He had the chopper <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So, Wednesday night, TNT, 9 o'clock, game one in San Francisco. Cannot wait to see how this series unfold. We are in for one this time, my man. And I can't wait to see how it goes. All right, we are going to transition. We're going to transition to the Eastern Conference, man, where the Boston Celtics took care of business. The number two seeded Boston Celtics defeated my championship pick, the Milwaukee Bucks, in Game 7 on Sunday afternoon. Celtics winning this game 109-81. to Black, we talk highly of Giannis here. I often say as long as he's in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> Kevin Durant ain't going to the NBA Finals. That's still true. He, he's not going to the NBA Finals, but it wasn't because of Giannis. And I think this is a situation for me where I sympathize with him like I've done LeBron. I mean, he need, they needed Middleton here, and I was so amazed to see how he kept them in this thing as long as he did. Four to three, I think he had three 40-point games in this series, winning two of these games at Boston. Just a resilient, valid effort. But like I said from the beginning, we've been having dialogue about this Celtics team for weeks. We have. This is a very good team. Tatum flirts with being top five every time he plays basketball. Jalen Brown is a, an outstanding talent. He flirts around being a top 10 player 
every time he plays basketball. Great new young head coach, defense player of the year, Marcus Smart, role players who are just thriving on the moment right now. And Boston was favored to win this series. I didn't care what Vegas said. I was still rolling with the Bucks. Giannis came out and almost had a triple-double in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> if he do this and beat them three times and, and on their home floor, Lord, have mercy. But he couldn't get nobody to ride with him. He couldn't get nobody to ride with him. Drew Holiday didn't play well. Porters didn't play that well. I mean, they just didn't play that well. Giannis flamed out in the second half. I got to call a spade a spade. In the fourth quarter, you just seen it, man. He was done. <laughs> He's missing bunnies. He's missing layups. Everything just started to set in. He needed Middleton. He needed him. Middleton was needed in this series. He was not available due to injury, but I'm not taking away nothing from Boston. Mm -hmm. They got the job done. (sighs) He'll be back. The freak will be back. Milwaukee has a good team. They'll fine-tune some pieces, and we'll see where they have to go from greatness once again. When you see greatness year in and year out by certain players from whatever sports, we need to start appreciating it, appreciating it more. I have a feeling that we're not going to see back-to-back NBA champions in the NBA for quite some time. This field is very, very broad. There is legit six to seven teams who can win the championship. There are. Greatness is a repeat type of performance that gets you to that opportunity to win a title. I named the names earlier. I'm not going to do what you think I'm about to do with one player in particular, but we take it for granted when he constantly walks on the NBA Finals floor. 10, 9 out of 10 years. We constantly look the other way. So greatness it's all that's just been on my mind because as great as Giannis is, he's going home. He's going home. Kevin Durant, as great as a talent as he is, he's at the house and he's been there for weeks. Yeah, he overseas, bro. <laughs> so when we start talking about what greatness is, Giannis losing and going home yesterday is just another reminder mm-hmm. that we can't just use that word loosely. Black, back to the conference, uh, the second round with the Bucks and the Celtics. What did you see yesterday in game seven? Bucks, Celtics. This literally was a series, man, and it sucks for me because I got to go to work and hand out some apologies tomorrow. Because, you know, because I was the one, I was one of the ones saying that Giannis could get this done. I really believed that. I really yeah. believed in the, the, the greatness of Giannis and the type of player that he was. And based on what we've seen over the past few years from him, you know, I thought this would be a chance for him to, Keep solidifying what we was already mm-hmm. saying, but man, you got to give Boston some credit. Sure. Uh, D said this. You said this a while ago when we first when we was talking about him. We was having di- dialogue about him. This team is different. At some point in it, it was only one team. At some, it was two teams. It was two teams at the point of All Star break or a little before All Star break. You said, you know what? Something switched, and that was the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks. And we see both of these teams where they are now. Yeah. 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 You yeah. seen the switch from them, something yeah. cut on. Yeah. We seen, it was a point, we was talking about Boston Celtics, we were like, man, they may not even make the playoffs, bro. They look god-awful out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we was talking about they need to split up Tatum and, and Brown. Brown. Yeah. We, this is what we was talking about on the show. Go yeah. back and listen. Yeah. This is what we was talking about. For weeks. But, man, like, these guys, man, they figured this thing out. I don't know the coach name. Maybe you can help me out with it. Yeah, I got it. It's, but, a, it's uh, a tough one. 
<laughs> this guy, he really can coach. He's yeah. a great coach. Literally, each game, you had to literally, you couldn't look back at what, you had to leave what all the games for what they were for, for bro. Because every game was different. Just yeah. when you think, oh, man, Giannis didn't won two in Boston. Yeah. He got to close this thing out yeah. in Milwaukee. And it didn't happen. You got to take, and we had, been, man, it's like we talked this mug up. We were saying, boy, Tatum got to have one to have a game, boy. Mm-hmm. And this man showed up in the game. Listen to me. When your back against the wall, bro, your stars got to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tatum did, man. Mm-hmm. He showed up in game six and was able to get this thing back to Boston. And, man, what they did in Boston, it was beautiful. Milwaukee tried their best, man, but. When you got uh the big boy Williams giving you thirty points in the game, can't do nothing. Yeah, with you that. can't do nothing with that. I mean, this he ain't led Boston scoring in no type of game ever, but he picked the best one to lead up the scoring in. <laughs> yeah, man. The same uh the same Milwaukee packing. <clears throat> hey, Giannis still a great pay- player in yeah. my opinion. Giannis still the, the the greatest player in the league right now as we speak. Some people will argue that that's cool, but if 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 you ain't competing and you ain't on the floor and you ain't winning championships. It's nothing for me to talk about with you. And mm-hmm. that's what Giannis had. Giannis was on the floor a lot in, in moments to, to win him a championship. So, for me, man, I'm not mad at it. Giannis is, what, the first player in history to have over 200 points, 100 rebounds. Uh, uh, some, some other yeah, figure. It's one more figure yeah, that, it, that it was. But I can't remember what it was. He's the first player to ever do that. So, man, he... Yeah, he's he the get, first player to have 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a single series. Only player in history three. to do that. Yeah, so, man, um, yeah, I, I don't feel... I'm not I'm feeling no type of way about Giannis. I ain't got nothing to say, say about him. He left it all on the floor. This goes back to what we were saying about Phoenix. It's a team that left it all on the floor. Their best player, he went out. And Giannis said it, too. Giannis was like, all you could do is go compete. He said it. All you can do is go compete. And whatever the result is, you have to live with it. You have to live with it. He said it in the press conference after game six. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to be ready to rock and roll. And that's what Giannis was. And, of course, he, like D said, he flamed out in the fourth. But the man left everything out there he had. Yep. He left everything he had, but he came up short. Like D said, this league is getting much better now. Yep. It looks like this league is not the... Uh, the teams with all the good players on it no more. Every, it, it's spread out now. Variety. It's just, it's just seems like it's becoming back to your your big superstar, your big superstar, and then role players around them mm. and other guys that could do other great things. But shout out to Boston man for all the for what they doing adversity all year. I mean, they dealt with adversity all year, and to be able to show uh, they make up and what they've been doing all year and be able to get past Milwaukee. The, the uh, champ from last year put them out the playoffs and go to the finals. That's a big deal for me, D. Yeah. Um, you know, just to add it to, to Boston, man. I mean, just a solid, just a very good team. Solid culture, man. They showed up. I mean, Boston has been knocking on the door, man, since Tatum got there. They've been knocking. Now they get the opportunity to get back uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals, man, where... <laughs> Them dogs from South Beach, are oh, they down there waiting. Black, let's get to the conference finals. We get the number one seeded Miami Heat, the number two seeded Boston Celtics, and check this stat line. Well, check this odds line out. Vegas is picking Boston to win this series. 
All right, Boston is the favorite in this series over the number one seeded Miami Heat. That line dropped today. Obviously, Golden State is the favorite over Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. So, Eastern Conference Finals, Black, who do you like? Who advances? What are you looking for? What do you think we're going to see in this series? I think it's going to be a great series. This is going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. If it's going to be a bloodbath, yeah. this is heavyweight right here. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, we know what to expect from from Tatum Brown. We've been seeing it the, over the two series that they've been in. And then the others show up for them. We know what Jimmy bring to the table. Yeah. Good defenders. For me, can Kyle Lowry be able to stay on this floor? Mm. Will he be able to have an impact? Because he's going to be much needed in this series. For me, I'm going to roll with Boston in this series. I'm going to roll Boston in seven. I think they close this thing out in South Beach and get to an NBA Finals, D. These are two very good conference finals, and not to slight the East in any way, but my God, I mean, Jimmy Butler and this Miami Heat team, they have been waiting to get back to this spot. They have been the only team from the bubble, outlasting the Lakers and everybody else who was in there who got it back right and got back. They got back. Jimmy's been playing fantastic. The addition of P.J. Tucker has been magnificent. Kyle Lowry, magnificent. Tyler Hero shut us all up. Six man a year last year, Tyler Hero was virtually non-existent. He looked like he was just a gym player. But coming back, excuse me, coming back, he, I mean, he was just sensational. I mean, this man scoring 20 points off the bench. You got shooting around him. They defend well. Excellent coach. Eric Spolcher is probably the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be ready to go. But I was having this conversation, man, with some of the guys at work, man. And I said, the one thing about a Jimmy Butler-led team, it's always the case. Jimmy Butler and his teammates, they always get so close until they run up against a couple of guys who are just a little bit better. I think Jason Tatum, at this point in his career, is a better player than Jimmy Butler. I think Tatum will rise to the occasion. I think Jalen Brown will rise to the occasion because at points in this series, you're going to have to have some gunners. And Tatum and Brown on that perimeter, they gunners. Jim, who going to come along with Jimmy? Who going to come along with him? I don't think you can depend on Bam to ride with him because Bam going to have his hands busy himself defending. The shooting aspect of it. Does Miami have the slight advantage shooting off the bench? They do. Mm-hmm. They do, but will they stay locked in and keep Miami afloat? That's yet to be seen. Duncan Robinson barely played the second half of that Philly series. So what's going to be the game plan there? This thing is going to come down to Tatum and Brown versus Bam and Jimmy. That's what this thing going to come down to. And I think the Boston Celtics win this thing in seven games. I also think they win in South Beach and they clinch their tickets to the NBA Finals. I think this will be hard fault. This will be teeth grinding, nails breaking, just blood, sweat, and tears. Whoever wins this series will absolutely have earned it. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler because he's the, he's the real underdog story. But like so many times before, Jimmy will get his team to a certain point but he just always runs up, runs up against a guy who's just a little bit better. That's what happened to him. And I believe if Jimmy Butler would have faced anybody else in the Western Conference that year when the Heat went to the Miami uh, the NBA Finals in the bubble, the Heat would have won the title. Yeah. But he just ran up against Braun and AD. They were just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. 
when he was in Philly. That Phoenix, that Sixers team was good. Jimmy Butler was a catalyst. Joel Embiid wasn't the man yet on that team. But Kawhi and them was just a little bit better. And that's going to happen again. All right? So let me ask you this. Do you think, do you think that Marcus Smart, Kyle, you need to see something from Kyle Lowry in this series. We know he's been playing hurt. He's been in, been out. Do you think that matchup with him and um, Marcus Smart could play key? I think they X each other out. Okay. I think they defend each other. I think they both have the same kind of stat line every time. They're virtually the same player. Okay. I think they're the same player. They're both leaders of their team. They defend. They're going to hit timely three points. They might get you a charge here and there. They're going to cancel each other out. The talent of the best players are going to determine this series. Okay. That's what I think. And I think we're in for a good one. You hope that these conference finals in the West and in the East are just some of the best you'll get. I mean, the Boston and... Uh, uh, Milwaukee series was the best series we've got so far mm-hmm. in the playoffs, in my yeah. opinion. Yep, that's that's the best one we've got. We've seen what Luca and the <laughs> and the Mavs are doing, and, and and the Warriors have returned. The Warriors have returned, and we'll just have to see exactly how it goes. Conference Finals tip off on Tuesday in the East: Miami, Boston, down in South Beach, eight o'clock. On I think it's ESPN have that one, and the draft lottery is at seven o'clock. Teams will find out where they're picking. Then on TNT on Wednesday night, game one. All right, what's the conference finals? Mavs, Warriors, nine o'clock tip. Now we're starting to get one game a night. All right, I hate these times of year. <laughs> we just get one game a night. All right, but we got to enjoy it while we have it, man. So that's going to wrap up all the NBA basketball. Uh, conclusion. Of course, we'll be uh, back in here uh, updating you guys on those series on the next episode. All right, man. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, of the NFL uh, schedule uh, release that took place. I believe it was what last Thursday. Yeah, last I think it was Thursday. last Thursday. Yeah. The NBA schedule uh, had ticked off. So we're going to get this music going, and we're going to talk about these schedules. <laughs> Black, so it's always a fun time of year when the schedules get released. So what we're going to do on this episode, man, we're going to go through the Sunday night football, the Monday night football, and the Thursday night football schedules. We'll touch on the Jacksonville Jaguars and Dallas Cowboys schedules. And as we get closer and closer to the season, we'll just start breaking down different teams uh, in the league. But Black, let's go ahead and start off with, with the NBC crew, the Sunday night football team, because they host the first game of the season on Thursday night. The reigning defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams are in a beauty as they welcome the Super Bowl favorites right Right now, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and the crew coming out to Los Angeles um, to uh, open up the season. And boy, did the NFL get this right. Talk about a blockbuster matchup to start the season. Black, what are your thoughts about that when you saw you're going to get your guys out of Buffalo versus the reigning defending Super Bowl champions? Uh, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, This is going to be a really good game. Um, The Rams on Thursday night, you know, uh, putting that banner or yep. that bounder going up, you know, the unveiling of the bounder from winning the championship. But that uh the guy Josh Allen coming to town, man. That so guy. 
you know, I'm 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 expecting this to be fireworks game one. We gonna we gonna see what happened. I hope I well I hope it's fireworks because those the, those first games always don't never they tight, but they usually be they tight. tight. Nip, you know, nip and tuck. But um, I'm 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 expecting to continue to see a lot of uh good play of football from Josh Allen, yeah. Matthew Stafford, the Rams. We know what they are. You know, we know what they are. They they also got better in the offseason. Allen. Adding Allen Robinson and a few other key pieces, Bobby Wagner and, and Bobby Wagner. So it's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, love that we get in Buffalo night one and see what they'll be able to do on the stage because it's a lot of it's a lot of people have them favorite to win this thing all this year. Yeah, I'm excited for the matchup. Just excited for the matchup, the pageantry. You know, we'll get down and break down these teams later on. But man, I'm just excited. You can't ask for better. I mean, opening night of the season. Are you kidding? Can you see extra large cheese pizza and a beer? Sitting in front watching a game like this, I think a lot of y'all would agree with me on that. So, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, um, just I hope they light it up, man. I hope we get a fantastic football game. I'm sure we will. Rams getting there just do. Play some damn banner, as Black said. So, NFL, I think they got this right. You have some other scenarios in there to open up the game, open up the season, but this is a pretty good one here. I'll take that, no doubt about it. All right, week one, man. Well, a couple of days later, week one, more of week one, Sunday Night Football, old Tommy. Makes his return um, out of retirement, and he gets to take on my Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Whoop-dee-doo, as we know. They opened up the season last year in a classic. In a classic, the Cowboys and Bucks went 38-35. Bucks went in the game with a late second field goal. Um, Black, do you think we get the same type of game as Tommy and the Buccaneers go visit my Dallas Cowboys on September the 11th? I think we do. You know, always uh – when you gotta go to uh, Jerry's World, it's always gonna be and open things up. It's always going to be exciting, you know. Looking for a lot of fireworks in this one. I know um, Tom Brady gonna be out to prove a point that he still got it. Y'all gonna put you know dirt on his name, saying it's time for him to go. So he's coming back to prove a point. And I'm pretty sure Tom looked at this schedule this year and was like, man, you know, I'm going up against a lot of good players this year. Yes, you know what he I'm is saying? a lot of good players. So I know this matchup and Dak. I believe Dak will be a lot better this year. Uh, then he, he not saying that he was horrible last year, but I think he'll be a lot better. Not being able to have to worry about that knee and that leg this fully year, healthy. fully healthy. So you, I think we're gonna get a very exciting Sunday night football game. So I'm looking forward to this one, D. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Last year's game was so so good, and you know, y'all know how I feel about my Cowboys, man. I'm prepared to pick a brand new team here in just a couple of weeks when the uh, <laughs> Sports This YouTube channel officially kicks off here in a couple months. You know, I'm still contemplating, man. But you know, it's exciting. Sunday Night Football, Tommy going to the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, it's a great game. Looking forward to it. All right, week two, snoozer, Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Let's go ahead and get to week three. Entertaining matchup, all right? San Francisco 49ers versus Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos out there in Mile How. I mean, Russell Wilson can't catch a break. He left the NFC West, and now he got to play him again this year. <laughs> now he yeah. got to play him again this year. He go to Seattle his first game of the year, and then in week three, he got to see the San Francisco 49ers. I'm intrigued by this matchup. Mm-hmm. It's not every year you see the 49ers out there at Mile High. Uh, you think we get a good one out there, man, week three, Sunday Night Football? I think we're going to get a good one, man. I think... <laughs> The way that everything that's happening in the league right now, man, it, it, it looked like basketball for a little bit. These boys moving around, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very fun, fun matchup. Hopefully everything can stay packed with uh with Denver. Hopefully they'll have Jerry Judy. Hopefully he'll be there. 
And Russell Wilson is on a really good team this year. This team, they just needed a quarterback to uh, put them put them over the top, and I think Russell Wilson can be that guy. But this is very this is going to be very entertaining. You got to believe whoever whatever the quarterback situation is in San Francisco, either either Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, the other kid. I can't. A Trey Lance, Trey you got you got to think they got still got Debo there, still got that defense in that running game. So you got to hope this game is going. You got to know that this game is going to be good. So I'm looking forward to this one as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. So we're going to ride out the schedule a little bit. Of course, well, we're going to stop right here. Week four, we get the Kansas City Chiefs going to holla at Tommy. Anytime we get Mahomes and anytime we get Brady on the field, they always produce absolutely magical uh, matchups and. Have no other reason to think that this is not going to be a very good game in week four. Week five, Joey. Joey Burrow and the uh, Bengals take on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Week six, you get Cowboys and Eagles. Week seven, Steelers at Dolphins. Week eight, Packers at Bills. Let's stop right there. Week eight, by that time, you know who is good and somebody who's on the borderline of being good and who's just playing old bad. You start to get a good sense of where teams are in the league. Black, I'm going to predict that the Green Bay Packers will be trashed by this time of the mm. year going into Buffalo. I think the Buffalo Bills absolutely annihilate the Green Bay Packers. Uh, of course, if everyone is healthy. Am I kind of wrong for feeling that way? Uh, I just don't think the Packers are just... I think they fizzle out this year. I And, and, and I'm, I'm thinking a different way than you in this one. Okay. I think... You know, when Aaron Rodgers played against other good quarterbacks, and he, and I'm pretty sure he hadn't played against Josh Allen. He has if not. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken. So, I think he, uh, Aaron Rodgers may have a little chip on his shoulder and want to come play. But also, you know, of course, I, I think the stage, man, the stage, they setting the stage up for Josh Allen to have a great year. And I think we're going to see a, a, a lot of good football from Josh this year. Okay. If they can keep every, they can keep everything together and don't have injuries. I think they in, they they in for a, a good year. And I think this is going to be another step, you know, playing Green Bay uh, and Josh Allen playing against some of the better quarterbacks in the league to show how good he is and what he stands in the echelon with quarterbacks. Okay, all right, all right. We'll see. Week nine, get the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Week ten, Chargers and 49ers. Week 11, you have Bengals and Steelers. I think they have I think they have the right to try to flex this game. Week 12, Patriots and Vikings, they can try to flex this game as well. Um okay, no no, I take that back. So they have two games on week 12. Patriots and Vikings, and the earlier game during the day, you got the Packers and the Eagles on week 12. Week 13, you have the Colts and the Cowboys. Interesting matchup there. Week 14, Chiefs and Broncos. Week 15, Patriots at Raiders. That's an interesting matchup. Week 16, Bucks at Cardinals. Could that be significant? We will have to see. Week 17, Rams at Chargers. The all-LA Bowl. And then weeks 18, they can pretty much choose whatever game they want because around that time, it should be playoff implications all right so sunday night football they have a very very uh good schedule mm-hmm. uh for sure and definitely uh looking forward to uh you know what we get um week in and week out and shout out to my dog uh mike tarico man mike tarico is going to assume the head broadcasting responsibilities right alongside chris collinsworth as y'all know al michaels moved on to thursday night football with kirk her street yeah um, and i don't know how they're going to run these games it's just the the uh, Amazon. I don't know how these Amazon games. Amazon Prime. Yeah, you I don't know. Have Amazon Prime to watch the Thursday to watch night game. So yeah. I don't know if the NFL Network will still play a part in this or not. 
I guess we we'll have to see. So if you ain't got Amazon Prime, I guess you're gonna have no, to they get strict, your. They're gonna be strictly on Amazon Prime. For strictly what I Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. So Kirk Herbstreit making more money commentating NFL games, which he never commentates. <laughs> I ain't hating on you, Kirk. It's but gonna I'm... be interesting to see Herbstreit. <laughs> you want me real with you, real quick? <laughs> you want me real with you, real quick? It's a money grab for this brand. For this brand. Amazon, and I don't blame him. So is he still going to be doing college football? Or? I would assume so, yeah. I would assume so, yeah. I mean, okay. he's the face of the college game day. Like, he's the face of it. Okay. So I assume so. But I'm kind of not excited to hear Herb Street call NFL games. Okay. But hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully him and Al Michaels make a great team. Al Michaels is a great commentator, but I'm just not looking forward to hearing Kirk Herbstreet call Thursday Night Football. Gotcha. All right. Okay. All right. Monday Night Football. My guys have moved over to ESPN. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Boy, ESPN, they got him one, man. Yeah, they did. They pulled yes, the they rabbit did. out the hat, and they got possibly the best duo calling games over to ESPN. And I love it. Yeah, they had to open up them pockets too. Man. And they did. <laughs> that and they did. And they did. <laughs> and along with bringing heavy hitter uh, commentating team, they stepped up their schedule this year. They did. The Monday Night Football schedule is really, really good because in the past, y'all know like we know, them, some of them Monday Night Football games, I mean, be duds. I think I point last year, we had like the Vikings and the Lions. I'm like, bro, I'm not watching this, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm finna go watch 911 or something like that, bro. 90 Day Fiance. I'm not finna watch this. So let's go ahead and go through the schedule. And boy, are they opening this thing up for sure. Week one, <laughs> Broncos at Seahawks. Man. That's that's the only way I can say. Man. Talk about a blockbuster game to open it up for Buck and uh, Aikman. Black, when you saw the first game of the Monday Night Football season, Broncos and Seahawks, what was you thinking? Look, man, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't I didn't been to uh, Seattle for a game and mm. when they was playing the Jaguars and that crowd was crazy. I could just imagine how it was going to be enough for, for Russell return. Yeah. But, man, I, you, you just got to know Russell going to go out there and make a statement in Seattle. Uh, we don't know really how good Seattle is going to be this year. They still got some pieces, but we don't know what they're doing at quarterback. But this is going to be a very exciting game to see the uh, all the applause and you know how the crowd reacts to Russell, which I don't think is going to be bad. No, I think gonna it'll show, be all love. I, I think they're going to show Russell love. But I'm excited about this. Monday Night Football got this right. When they seen that on the schedule for his return in the first game, they were like, oh, yeah, that's blockbuster right there. So I'm, I can't wait for this. Fantastic. Game. Fantastic. So week two, they get a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Week two, doubleheader, you get the Tennessee Titans at Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. 715 on ESPN. And then your nightcap. Well, they're going to be running two games at the same time. Excuse me. So instead of that 10 o'clock West Coast game on ABC, you're going to have Vikings and Eagles at 830. So, oh, so we're getting games back on ABC now for Monday Night for Football. Monday Night Football. Oh, that's dope. Okay. So I'm, but I'm kind of confused. Why would the NFL run two games at the same time? They're running one game at seven fifteen, and the second game at eight thirty. Like, why not keep that seven in that ten o'clock spot? I don't, I don't understand that one. Yeah, because it ain't really. It's no West Coast teams on here, so you got to think that's why they're doing it like that. Yeah, but I, they shouldn't do the that. Second game was always West Coast teams, so they was able to do the ten o'clock. Slot. I know that, but but, 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 but this one you can't. It's, these teams are pretty much East Coast teams. Yeah, know? but no one from the West Coast teams was available. 
know. Y'all gonna run two games at the same time? That was just a kind <laughs> of head scratcher. matchups, though. Yeah, that was just kind of yeah. head scratcher. Just a head scratcher. All right, we go to week three. Old rival, the Cowboys take on the Giants on ESPN. Moving along to week four. All right, Chargers at 49ers. Great matchup there. Week five, Raiders at Chief. We all know how the AFC West is gonna be rocking this year. Week six, Broncos Dang. at Chargers. Week seven, Bears at Patriots. Week eight, Bengals Ooh. at Browns. Week nine, Ravens at Saints. Week 10, Commanders at Eagles. Week 11, 49s at Cardinals in Mexico City, okay? Week 12, Steelers at Colts. 13, Saints at Bucks. Week 14, Patriots at Cardinals. And week 15, Rams at Packers. Playoff imp- imp- implications could be there. Week 16, Chargers at Colts. And then to finish off the year, mm. On Monday Night Football, you get the Bills going to haul at Joey B. <laughs> that what? should be a good one. Talk about the updated quality in their schedule. Yeah. I mean, the only game that Ain't I no kind of... on here. Well, the only game I just kind of scratched my head at was the Bears at the Patriots. I just don't... I just, uh, that's the only one I just kind of kind of scratched my head at. But hopefully it's a good game. Other than that, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, all these games good on him. I'm opinion. locked in. Black, from all the games that we just mentioned out for Monday Night Football, what game you intrigues you the most just right now? I really want to see I really want to see what's going to happen with Tennessee and Buffalo. Because, you know, Tennessee been having Buffalo number for the past few years when they've played them. And also, man, we get back-to-back weeks in, in the AFC West with the, the Raiders and the Chiefs. And then you get the Broncos and the Chargers. So I'm definitely going to be keeping a... Close eye on that one, and then the other one for me that I really want to pay attention to is going to. I want to. I want to see how Matt Ryan looks uh, with the Colts against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know new quarterbacks there. We don't know what exactly what it's going to look like, D. But I think by this game, by this time, what is that week? Um, that's probably what like week ten or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, like mm-hmm. ten to eleven. We should have an idea of how these teams look around that time. So I'm excited about seeing the, this Pittsburgh and the Colts game uh, on Monday Night Football as well. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Uh, I, I'm just ready for uh, Broncos at Seahawks. <laughs> get, get, get me out there. Broncos at Seahawks, get me out there, man, and, and, and I'm good to go. I mean, wow. That's a good way to start. That I mean, just a Wow. That's a good one there. I'm, 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 I'm going to be locked in for that one for sure. All right, let's transition to Thursday night football, all right? Like we just mentioned, Kirk Shrink and Al Michaels taking over at Amazon Prime, okay? Looked over this schedule. This schedule is cool. Going to run off some of the games that they will they will begin uh, week two, okay? Week two, that's when they will begin. Chargers at Chiefs, they open up in a solid way for sure on September the 15th, followed by Steelers at Browns, and then we get Dolphins at Bengals. Colts at Broncos, Week 6, Commanders at Bears, Week 7, Saints at Cardinals, followed by Ravens and Bucks, Week 9, Eagles at Texans, I'll be watching 90 Day Fiance, Week 10, Falcons at Panthers, I'll also be watching 90 Day Fiance, Week 11, we got Titans at Pack, potentially good game there, Week 12, Division Games, Those, those, both of those games by them teams was great last year, including the playoff game. Well, not really. Mm. Bills at Patriots. Week 13, Raiders at Rams. Week 14, 49ers at Seahawks. I'm probably taking an early nap. Week 15, them boys got a spot, man. (laughs) Them boys got a spot. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be taking on the New York football Jets in New York. Wish the game was in Jacksonville. Going to be a cold weather game up in December the 15th, followed by Cowboys and Titans week 15. 
15. All right. Some solid matches for yeah. Thursday night. They got a couple duds on here. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe these teams surprising. Those matchups be solid. Black, what matchup so far for Thursday night football do you see that you want to be locked in the most on? No, of, course, of course, I'm looking forward to my Jags. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think this Cowboys and Titans could could potentially be something. Mm-hmm. They Could they be playing for something around that time? They could be. You know, you never know. So I'm looking forward to those two. And then I'm going to say the uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins and the Bengals. I think okay. that might be an exciting one. All right. You know, that's what, week four? Mm-hmm. So you're really going to just start seeing how Tua is clicking with uh, Tyreek and, you know, Waddle and and everything that they've done in the offseason and with Joey, Joe Burrow and those plethora of receivers that they got over there. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And then for me, week three. I want to see Deshaun. Hopefully, Deshaun will be playing. We're we going to see what happens. Yeah. But hopefully, he can be on, on the field. But this Pittsburgh versus Cleveland game, if Deshaun's on the field, I think that's going to be exciting uh, for football right there. For me, man, week 13, man. Raiders at Rams. Raiders at Rams is the matchup that I'm really intrigued by. I think the Raiders still not getting no respect. They just still not getting no respect, man. I think this is going to be a very good football team. And I think the sky's going to be the limits for them. And then the Rams, man. I just think that's an intriguing matchup with the Rams and the Raiders. I'm also going to be tuned in. I believe it was, uh, of course, week two, Chargers and Chiefs. They even kick this thing off. Every time these two teams play, man, it's just absolutely fantastic. So those are a couple of games that absolutely stand out to me. Now, I didn't see the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, the Cowboys on this list. Cowboys at Titans December the 22nd, okay? So, you know, the NFL uh, season is up and running for sure. Black, let's go ahead and talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule, man. We'll get more in-depth uh, to what we think, of course, but let's go ahead and see uh, how do we feel about the schedule. We'll give our predictions later on, but as we look at this schedule, man, they open up, let's see, let's see. They open up the season at the Commanders, 1 o'clock on Fox. They get the following week, divisional game. They welcome in the Colts. They send them back out to L.A., man, for week three to take on the Chargers. Then they go to the Eagles. They get the Texans at home. They go to the Colts. They get the Giants at home. They get the Broncos at home. They get the Raiders. I think one of these games are in London. I think the Bronco game is in London. Yeah, yeah Wimbledon is saying in London. London. Yeah. Then they return from London. They get a bye week, and then they get the Raiders at home. Then they go to the Chiefs. Then they get a oh no dang they come from London and then got to play the next week that's crazy mm, bro way, yeah at home that's they crazy come at home yeah that's still crazy then they get a bye week after the after they uh, face the Chiefs then they welcome the Ravens at home they go to the Lions they go to the Titans the Cowboys my Cowboys come to Jacksonville on December the 18th I will be out there. <laughs> For sure uh, at that game. Then they got the Jets on Thursday Night Football. Then they close out the season with the Texans and the Titans. Potential division type of scenarios with mm-hmm. Tennessee Week 18. Black, when you saw the Jaguars schedule, we're not giving predictions right now. How do you just feel about the opponents? Where they line up? Any tough spots for the Jags here for you? Yeah, they. Uh, I think, in, in my opinion, they got a solid schedule. Uh I don't think it's super, super tough. But, you know, I think the teams on their schedule, the teams from the AFC West, are really going to be tough. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Baltimore game. I'm looking forward to that one as well. 
Uh, of course, the Philly game, because that's the game I'm going to this year. I'm going down to the Philly game, so I'm excited about that one, too. So, they it's it's, it's pretty solid, D. I see some, some, some wins and everything they could get here. We're going to see what the Jags be able to do, but definitely that AFC West schedule is really going to be tough for the Jaguars this year. Yeah, that's the thing I was just about to say. They got to play the AFC West. That's potentially four losses. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Pot- think they could get one? What if it, if it was one that they could get from the AFC West, which one would you say it would be? If it was one, just asking real quick, you ain't, just real quick. None. So you don't think they could get Denver in London? Oh, okay, in London, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a neutral site game, I guess. A lot of yeah. Jaguar fans over. So in none London. of the ones at home here they could get against I, the Raiders. I, I, I like the Raiders. They're gonna be uh-huh. one of my sleeper teams. I don't think they beat the Chiefs at. Kansas City that time of year, um, and I, I just don't. I, I just think the Chargers gonna kick in the door this year. I just okay. think they they just tired of it, and I just think they kick in the door. So, so their best bet is the London game. Yeah, against okay. Denver. Could they potentially knock off the Raiders at home week nine? It's gonna be hot, nah. Uh, they, so what? The Raiders live in Vegas. You're right. What is so, it? I, I don't know, man. I, that's just a tough uh, stretch for them for sure. But the, uh, let's see what stretch was I looking at. Uh, they got the Titans, the Cowboys. Who they play before the Cowboys? Titans, Cowboys. They play the Titans and then the Cowboys. They got a stretch here, man. Well, they got an opportunity to really kind of make a run late. They can. Jets, Texans, Titans at the end of the year. That's that could potentially be a three game winning streak, man, to really catapult the Jaguars into uh, the playoffs, man. So they have a tough stretch here, though, man. Uh, Broncos, Raiders. Chiefs and then the Ravens. That's a tough four game skid. Mm-hmm. I think that's a toughest um, spot that they have in the schedule. And I'm gonna be real with you. To open up the season, they can start two and zero. Okay, I think they can start two and zero. I think they can so beat think the Commanders. I think they can get them. first game of the year. The Commanders don't really know what Dougie P got up on they the seen Dougie. They didn't seen Dougie, though. But not in Jacksonville. They haven't. You haven't seen this playbook with these players. I mean, it's tough. Do you... Do, uh, let me ask you this real quick. I yeah. just want to ask you this. For where we are right now, looking at Dougie P's uh, Philadelphia team, how it was, it was constructed, do you think... Do you believe that Dougie P is working with more talent here than he was there in Jacksonville? Than from his time at Philly. Hmm. I think it's slightly better. Quarterbacks plays is better. Yeah, significantly, significantly. Significantly. Okay. But I just think all around the group that he has, I think it's slightly better. Okay. But they're younger. That's the, they're young. that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. Gotcha. The, the, he had a bunch of the veterans. older veterans. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All so right. they they kind of knew what was up. You know what I'm saying with Dougie P. So you said you could see them starting off two and zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why, why, why not? Why not start off? I can see them starting off three and one. Honestly, okay. I think they could get. I, I don't know about the Chargers, but I think they could get Philly on okay. the road because I know Dougie P gonna have that circled on his calendar because that's gonna be a personal one. And then who's to say after you get Philly, you get Houston and the Colts? You know who's 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 to say they can't yeah, we pull gonna, both yeah. of them out? So we gonna see. Mm-hmm. We gonna see what happens. It's gonna be interesting. I know later on down the line we are gonna predict these games, but. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about the Jags. Uh, schedule is not 
not su- outside of the AFC West. I, it's it's not super bad in my opinion. D, I think it's a, a, a few winnable, uh, some winnable games on there for the Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I can't wait to break it down. All right, let's get on to my Dallas Cowboys schedule. All right, so Week One, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers live on Sunday Night Football. Two back-to-back tough games to start the season, man. You get Joey B at home. So the Cowboys got two uh, two home games to start the season. Bucks and Bengals. Monday Night Football at the Giants. Then you get the Commanders in town. Then we go to L.A. Then we go to Philly. Two, in my opinion, that's another tough back-to-back sled. Then to come out of that, you got Detroit. You got Chicago. And then you got a bye week. We got to win both of those games and go into the bye. Because after that, we go to Lambeau. All right, we go to Lambeau November 13th. It's not too cold in Lambeau around that time of year, but it's still Lambeau Field. We'll see. Followed by that, you go to Minnesota. You got the Giants on Thursday Night Football. And, excuse me. You got the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. Giants on Thanksgiving Day this year, okay? Followed by the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, at the Jacksonville Jaguars, Philly, and they close out the season on the road, Tennessee, and the Commanders, all right? So that's what the Cowboys looking like. Not a real tough-looking schedule to me. They do have their spots. Of course, the Tampa and Cincinnati open up the season. And then you got the Rams and the uh, uh, Eagles. That should be a tough sled there. And you can't forget about the division. I know the NFC East has been absolutely booty juice. But, hey. Philly got better. Philly got better. Yeah. The Giants slightly got better on defense. They still got Danny Dimes as their quarterback. So, those are going to be two wins. You heard me, Charles Evans and Hassan Edwards. The Cowboys are going to be the Giants again twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. All right, and then, you know, you get another tough sled, man, coming out the bye week, man. You go to Green Bay, and then you go to Minnesota. You go to Minnesota, all right? Then after that, man, you get the Colts, and then, you know, you wind down the season with the Texans, the Jags, the Eagles, the Tennessee Titans, and then the Commanders to close out the season. Not a tough schedule for the Cowboys. They have some two-game stretches here, and uh, I think the Cowboys, you know, have the same old opportunity to make the playoffs. They got the same old opportunity, man, to put themselves in a position to try to make a decent run. Uh, but we'll see if I'm even a fan of their team uh, when we get uh, to that point. All right. So a lot of NFL football talk coming up. We're going to be breaking down the schedules and the divisions and really ramping it up. We know how everybody feels about their football. But it's really exciting just to get some football talk with the schedules being released on last Thursday. I will tell you what, this is probably one of the more exciting. I think last year going into the Season, we were really excited because you just had a lot of stuff there. And you got the same thing here, you know, with the uh, Rams winning the Super Bowl. I can't sit here and say that I think they're going to be favored to go back to back. I, mm-hmm. I can't say that. I think the field is as versatile as we've seen in a while. You got a lot of good teams out there who can really cast their ticket to get to the Super Bowl. Um, just how look how close, just look how inches away the Chargers were from making the playoffs. They went 10 and 6 last year. Yeah. And they had to go to overtime. And didn't get in. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a second or a field goal away from that. I mean, you just, it's just wide open. Mm-hmm. It's just wide open, wide open. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot more conversation. All right, we're going to wrap up the show in a second here. But, Black, let's go to the boxing world. The boxing world. Uh, the Charlo boys. All right. Jamel was in action this past weekend. And uh, Jamel uh, made some history, Black. What did Jamel Charlo take care of this weekend? Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, Jamel Charlo on becoming um, undisputed. Uh, 154 pound middleweight champ, super middleweight champion. Excited about you know what he's doing. Let me tell you something real quick. It's time. It's 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 time for y'all to show this man some respect. You shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't, you can't be undisputed champion in the division and not being not be ranked up in the top 
in the top echelons for the pound for pound with boxers. So we need to get this right, man. And they need to start showing him some love because it's hard to be undisputed, man. This man got all the belts, all of them. So I'm excited about Jamel Charlo. Really big win for him this weekend in a rematch from uh, Brian Castillo from a fight before that drawed. You know, they drawed the last time they fought. So I'm excited about I'm excited about uh, what to look for with Jamel Charlo, what's coming up from him. You know, his name is going to keep coming up uh, amongst a lot of good fighters. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. But definitely just want to give him a special shout out on being undisputed champ at uh, Super Middleweight 154. Yeah, big fan of Jamea Charlo, man. That's an amazing feat for him to uh, become an undisputed champion in that division. Uh, pretty good fight. Pretty good fight uh, between those two. And, uh, you know, he's just pushing, man. He's pushing along. And I, and I hope him and his brother get the opportunity, man, to crack that spotlight, man, and be seen on a big stage. But we all know how boxing is here in America. We know how it is. And I'm not going to go there this episode, but we just know how it is. Yeah. We just know how it is. But shout out to Jamel Charlo, man, for making some history, man. Uh, big ups to him, man. I hope he continues to shine uh, in his career, and that's for sure. All right, man, so we're going to wrap it up. This is the end of episode 176. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and if you know us, you know us. Y'all know where to find us, man. Hit us on Twitter. You can hit the cell phones. You can hit wherever. My name is Dedrick Hicks Jr. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and on the YouTube. Find your boy, and we can chop it up. Yeah, they, you can hit me at BlackENL3 on Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So, of course, we're going to be covering... Everything happening in the remaining of these uh, uh, NBA playoffs with the conference finals tipping off. Can't wait to talk uh, about where these series are when we get uh, here next week for episode 177. All right. So you guys be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Remember, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. There's a new sports show around and it is the sports desk with your guys D and Black. Share it with your granddaddy, your grandma, your auntie, your uncle, your co-worker, your best friend, the boy that you hate, your side chick, uh, uh, your wife, your brother, uh, uh, your, anybody, that dude who uh, at the cafeteria who always staring. Go holla at him and put him on the sports desk. Show love. And put us on, man, because uh, we one of the best sports shows in the city. All right. That's we put that work in. That's why we feel we can say that. All right. So till next time, y'all be smooth. Y'all be cool. Y'all be easy, man. Hey, this would do some much sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? The sports desk. You're listening to the sports show.